Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 8 in the Husky International series, this time for a long interview with German triathlete Julia Geier. The interview was recorded at Plahitas Resort in cooperation with Apollo. My name is Magnus Urmestad and this is the Swedish outdoor podcast Husky. Find out more about this episode and previous episodes at huskypodcast.com. You can do some in the heat here. You can you can do some stretching exercises. <laughs> uh, so, how is your life at Plaitas? Uh, so far, it's uh, really good. Uh, I've been here for two weeks with the whole team Erdinger Kohlfrei, and we had a really really great time here. Did uh, some great training, and yeah, just otherwise had a good time. You come here often. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been here many times before. I don't know how many, <laughs> but uh, basically two or three times a year. For myself, I, I found out that it's the best place to prepare for the season and to escape the German winter. So, yeah, I definitely like to be here. And uh, what's your relationship to the Fuerteventura winds? <laughs> yeah, when I first got here a few years ago, I really hated it. It was... You know, uh, biking is not one of my strengths, so I had really difficulties with the wind. But um, yeah, until now, I, I I learned to deal with it. And um, as I uh, went to Kona last year, uh, I found out that it makes you really strong, and it helped me quite a lot to deal with the wind in Kona. So uh, right now, I I love the winds. Because now you've been competing in on many different places. If you compare the winds and the like the circumstances here at Fuerteventura, is it, is it more difficult, is it more challenging here than on other places with the winds um, and the everything? I think it's hard to compare. Like in, in, um, if you compare to Kona, um, in Kona you're just riding a long, a long road, so um, there are side winds or tailwinds or headwinds, so it's not really... Um, not really, um, uh, really hard. But if you, for example, go down the the climbs here, you sometimes you really need to be careful when the wind is really strong. But um, have you had any crashes? Um, we had a crash uh, last year in the team, one of my teammates. But uh, luckily, he 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 didn't injure too badly. So um, yeah, but more um, the ego maybe. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I myself, I didn't crash so far. Um, when you're not here, where is home to you? Um, I live in the southern part of Germany, about uh, one hour south of Frankfurt. And it's, um, it's the capital of the um, state Baden-Württemberg. It's, uh, it's a bigger city. I think it's about 600,000 inhabitants. And we live at the border of the city, so um, if I want to ride... Um, it's pretty easy to get out of the city and go into the green. Is that cl- close to the Schwarz- Schwarzwald? Yeah, hmm? to the northern part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your childhood like? Did you grow up there? Um, yeah, we lived in a, in a small village and <laughs> I used to play outside quite a lot. Um, when I started school, I also um, uh, started uh, joining a swimming club 
And um, I did a lot of swimming all my childhood long. And later on, I started to give uh, lessons, swimming lessons. And I did that till I finished school. So. And from from the the way I understand it, it's coming from a swimming background is like the best you can do as a as a triathlete. That's true, but <laughs> I don't know. I I don't like swimming um, that much because I think I did it for such a long time. So <laughs> swimming are the the hardest sessions. <laughs> did you? But did you take a break from swimming after after school? Yeah, and, when I left school and started university. Um, I did not swim for like, I think two or three years because I was bored and I started running just by myself and then met some people who said, oh, you can swim, you can run, uh, just buy a bike and try a triathlon. And yeah, that's, that was how I came into triathlon. Was, was triathlon already a big thing in Germany back then? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I started quite late in, uh, I think, two thousand and eight. So there were already uh, two guys who won, no, three guys who won Kona. So, yeah, triathlon was was already big in, not as big as it is now, as it's growing really fast. But um, yeah, it was definitely big. Um, do you have like memories of triathlon as a kid? Because I think I mean you had the first uh, Ironman in in your in the vicinity of of I mean southern Germany with Roth. Yeah. Uh, was that something that you have memories from? I didn't recognize the race in Roth. Um, the first thing I remember um, was uh, my father watching uh, Thomas Hellriegel winning Hawaii. Because I think in um, in previous years there was um, there was um, a show on, on a television. They broadcasted not live from Kona, but the day after the race. And I think that was the first time I heard about triathlon, yeah. Uh, but when did you, uh, because you, you at the university you start, you studied, you studied medicine or you studied uh, pharmacy. 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 Yeah. And then you, you took up a PhD. Right. And you, you finished that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, did, did triathlon and working out, did that, turn out to be kind of a uh, escape for you to 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 balance the 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 life the, the academic life was it was it was it important for you to get away and get a break yeah for sure like when i started university i just did running but just go out two or three times a week and just escape the books and and all the stuff that was just being out in nature not thinking about anything but just running that was Yeah, that was really important to 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 get the balance. Have you always had a good connection with the, with the nature? Has it always been important for you? Yeah, I think so. Like um, before I started to train as a professional, um, my my husband and I we did some some trips, just backpack trips with a tent and yeah, just on our own. So I really love to be out there and enjoy nature. You live a, a mountain life as well. Um, we used to go skiing when I was a child. I don't do it right now because I... You don't have time, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just afraid to, to injure myself. We do, uh, what we do is cross-country skiing if we've got snow at home, but yeah, not like uh, mountain climbing or, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, but that, um, as a professional triathlete, is that a luxury to, uh, Do you sometimes wish that you could go skiing without, you know, being scared that you would injure yourself? Is it a luxury to to uh, perform like athletics outside of triathlon? Uh, Do you miss it? No, not that much, not that much. Because um, what I really loved about skiing was, as I said before, being being outdoor and being in nature and I think I can basically get the same feeling when I'm doing cross-country country skiing so yeah I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened because 2008 you took up triathlon for yeah. the first time um, and now you're a professional you do this full-time um, how come <laughs> what happened? Yeah I, I really uh, bumped into triathlon <laughs> It was really funny. I didn't plan it. And, you know, like uh, in, in October after Kona, I thought it's, 
it's just <laughs> crazy uh, in, in <clears throat> some kind because, yeah, I never expected to come my life that way. So I really um, appreciate it that I can do what I'm doing right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, somebody of my running group said that I should um, buy a bike back in 2008 and I bought one and then there was a small triathlon not far from my hometown and um, I said to my parents, oh, I'd like to do it. It was an Olympic distance and they drove me there and <laughs> I won the women's competition. Um, yeah, I liked it really much and I did another one. I won that too and then my, <laughs> my third one was my first uh, half distance. And I won that too. So yeah, I had a pretty good first year and it motivated me to, to, to do it, to keep on doing it. And, but still, I was, I was working full time in, uh, in, in university doing my PhD and I just did my training before and after work. So I didn't have the time to, to do it um, on a high level, but yeah, still I, you managed to win. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was just a small race, but still. Um, and I, I continued doing that for like two years. And then um, in 2010, my husband, he raced Roth, and I got really inspired by that race. So I said, oh, I want to do this again. I want to do this myself. And... Then I uh, did a marathon just to, to see if I can manage to do that. And that went really well. And then I decided... Do you remember to, the time? Oh, it was <laughs> 2.47. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I decided to race Roth in 2011. And then at the beginning of this year, um, Team Erdinger um, um, got a new team, like a youngster team. And I, I was luckily lucky... I was lucky to be in that team, and that was also when I got here in Plaitas for the first time with all the pros, like like the Raylard brothers and and Nicole and Lothar Leder. I really soaked up everything that they told me, and I learned quite a lot. It, it was I think it was a really really good time here, and and yeah, I was able to pick up a lot of things that helped me quite a lot in the future, and then. Yeah, when I raced Roth in summer 2011, I finished second behind Chrissy. So, <laughs> yeah, I never imagined to go that fast and to finish that at that uh, place. So, um, yeah, when I um, when I uh, finished my PhD at the end of this year, I got the opportunity to be professional with Team Erdinger, and I I thought, oh. I can work in a pharmacy or whatever later on and just take that chance. I will probably never get it again. And first, I wasn't sure if I can live as a professional, just um, just swim, bike, run every day. Because um, before that, when I was working, my day was full and I really had to plan everything. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if... if if that's good for me, but um, now I'm three years. I had three years being a pro, and I really love that life. And I really, I'm really happy that I'm, I've got the chance to do it. And yeah, as long as I, it fulfills me. I like to continue doing triathlon. Uh, how did it work? Did they, did Team Erdinger Alkoholfrei, did they come looking for you? Were you like headhunted or, or? Yeah, yeah. I think they saw me in some races in Germany in 2010, and then I, they saw. I think they also saw the result of the marathon. And then, yeah, I got into this youngster team, and I was there one year, and I had good results in the 2011 season, and then they offered me a contract. Um, what was the reaction from from friends and, and family when you decided to? become a professional and not get a real job <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was quite hard not not many friends could understand that especially when they were not related to triathlon or they didn't do any sports so yeah it was quite hard to to make them understand that I really love to do that and luckily my husband he really um 
he really uh, wanted me to do that and to pursue this option. And he always said, do what you like and I will go with you. And that helped quite a lot. But um, I think until now, as I really had a lot of success, um, they more accept what I'm doing and it's okay. Uh, do you know a lot of other uh, triathletes, professional triathletes that has a PhD? Is that I common? think there are some women. Yeah, um, we've got uh, Lucy Gossett. She, she's a British triathlete, four-time Ironman winner. She's she's an oncologist. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think there's a Danish, Michelle Westerby. Do you know her? No. I think she's got a PhD as well. Yeah, and I think Arthur. She's be she's uh, still studying. But yeah, she's got she's yeah. got she's in the end of her yeah. of her medical uh, yeah. education. I don't know about professional men, but on the women's side, there are some. Is that um, kind of typical people turning to triathlon with the ambition and education and everything? I don't know. I think it's a big mix. I I don't know if you can tell that. I think. Like when I things. when I look at our team, it's it's a big mixture. I mean, it it depends when you're starting. Like I got into triathlon really late, which is not common. I think it's it's easier if you start from from young age and learn everything from from childhood on. But and then it's it's I think you have to decide on one on on uh, at one time if you want to do do if you want to be a professional and do it full-time or if you want to pursue your studies, right? So, yeah. But do you still feel that you have one, one foot in each world? Do you still you have one foot in the academic world? Um, I'm, I'm working right now, like um, one afternoon a week mm -hmm. in a pharmacy. And I really love that because it's like an like a escape from the triathlon world. And I really love to go there. It's a great team and I love my job there. And when I leave, I'm pretty happy that I that, that I can <laughs> that, yeah, and that I can do triathlon and not have to work there for 40 hours a week. Is that important for you to get a to get a break from from triathlon and, and to to get get a break from that mindset? Yeah, I think it's really important. Like when you're just thinking about swimming, biking, and running, <laughs> you get really really crazy. And uh, I think this is also the problem when you're staying here for a long time. Like two years ago, I spent here five weeks. I, <laughs> I just got mad after that. It was, it was too long. So um, for myself, I found out that it's good to be here like for two or three weeks then take a break and then come back just to fresh up your mind because the mind is, especially for us uh, athletes on long distance, it's, it's important. Um, how um, how big part of your year is is regulated by what the coach tells you to do, like workout programs and rest programs and everything blocks. I think uh, now it's basically the whole year. I mean, I took four weeks off after Kono, where I had no plans, nothing, but that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to um, uh, participating in races, what kind of what kind of races attracts you? What kind of competitions gets your attention? Um, I mean, Kona is the biggest race in our sport, so it's the dream of basically every long distance athlete to go there and race that race. Um, I had a lot of respect because the conditions are really tough there and I felt that you really need to be ready to race there and that's why I waited quite a long time. I mean, I did my first long distance in 2011 and I waited till 2014 to get there, but yeah, everyone needs to decide on its own, but yeah, Kona is definitely the race to be with the, and I'm thinking also about the, like the temperatures and the humidity yeah. and so on. Do you do you work? Uh, do you find out that you work well in in hot and humid conditions, or do you work better in when it's a bit colder? Um, I like uh, races in the cold, 
and I like races in the warm. Um, before Kona, I didn't do a race in such humid conditions, so I didn't know how I will manage the the, the, the humidity. But um, yeah, it worked out. So yeah, I was lucky that it turned out good. Um, how do you act on? Um, how are you on race day when you wake up? How do you act? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when I uh, remember Kona race day this year, I just, <laughs> I was really, really nervous. Like there was a big fire in my belly and <laughs> I felt like I'm going to explode. But after the gun went off, it was just, I felt release and I just did what I, what I can do. And it was, yeah, but before I, <laughs> I don't know, it was so, yeah, it was really a horrible feeling. Um, your, your friends and your husband, do they learn how to, should they avoid you on race day before a start? Are you a, <laughs> a bad company? No, I'm pretty happy when, when my husband is around because um, he's giving me a lot of safety and he cares for me and does everything that I n need to have and yeah. I'm, I really need him on, on race day. and well, does, does, does he often come with you? Um, we try uh, to go to the important races together. Mm -hmm. It's not always easy because he's, he's working full-time. But you can always find time to go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's really, I need to have him. <laughs> and, we, I mean, we don't talk a lot, but he knows what I need, and it's just being there. How do you um, how do you handle the mental game of uh, long distance triathlon, like handling the competition and making a plan for the race and everything? Do you enjoy that? Yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, um, it's definitely really important, and um, I think that I can do more on that. Um, I think the race in Kona by, is. Um, you can't win it if you're if you're mentally not 110% there. So um, um, so far, I um, try to to um, get to know the the race um, course and then try uh, to um, think about different situations that can happen in the race and what I can do. What I what is the best if I get into trouble what is the best solution to get out of the trouble and yeah do you handle like unexpected events are you good at tackling them when something or something out of out of the plan happens here yeah i like last year i did uh, roth in july and i didn't have a good mindset there so i was uh, close to quit the race and um, from that situation, I learned quite a lot and then worked on, on that um, more frequently, frequently until Hawaii. And in Hawaii, I think I had a really good uh, race physically, but even better mentally. And yeah, I'm really proud that I learned from, from I, I guess you really grow as a person and as a as an athlete after yeah. being mentally strong in such an important race. Yeah. Maybe the most important yeah, race. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's what does your what does your core look like? What does your what drives you when it's uh, when 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 it's as tough as it gets and and your like your entire body screams at you to quit? What keeps you going? What does your inside look like then? <laughs> I I don't I don't really <laughs> I don't really know. Um, like for example, um, in Kona, when I got in the marathon, when I got into the energy lab, which is the most um, um, decisive point of the marathon because it's around twenty-eight k into the marathon. Um, yeah, I thought I entered that part and I saw a lot of other professionals really struggling and I was struggling myself and it's <laughs> it might sound strange but it, it gives me um, 
it gives it gave me a good feeling that it's not only me but it's also the others and um then i thought about um my family who was waiting at the finish line and i told myself that it's not that far anymore and i can do it and yeah I don't know, it helped me quite a lot to see the others uh, having problems as well. And it's not just me, but yeah, everybody. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, what were your feelings uh, when, you, when you came close to the, to the finish line? Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, I didn't expect to do that well. So it was just overwhelming, and um, when I when I see now the pictures of me crossing that line, it's still <laughs> goosebumps again. And yeah, it was, you know, like all the pain that you went through in the year and in all the trainings before, it just fell off, and it was just relief. And yeah, <laughs> nice <Great. feeling>. <laughs> <laughs> because that was your. Your first Kuna Ironman, right? Yeah, and you ended up at sixth Six. place. Yeah, and I mean that's um, that's like quite a quite an accomplishment for being the first time. Yeah. Um, did you feel strong the entire race? Did you feel present and uh, on top of your game the entire race? Yeah. Well, the race didn't start as I planned it. My swimming was pretty bad. I had some troubles um, with the current and the waves. So. Um, i think I had my slowest swim ever. But then the bike ride, which is usually my weakest discipline, went so well. I think it was my best bike ride ever. <laughs> and I got a lot of confidence from that. So when I got off the bike, I was so happy so that I just enjoyed the marathon. At least I enjoyed the first half <laughs> of it. Then it, it, it got really, really hard. But yeah. Because there's uh, after Energy Lab, there's a part where there's no people, yeah, there's in, no in audience. Yeah, in the Energy Lab, yeah, yeah, it was so quiet. Mm -hmm. You could just see the athletes suffering, <laughs> but no, <laughs> nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> What is biking your weakness? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Why? Or what was the question? No, if, if um, what are your weaknesses as a? What would you say your weaknesses as a triathlete is? Yeah, it's yeah, it's the biking. Um, I'm not a technical good biker, so I lose a lot of time on, on technical courses. I mean, that's not a problem in Kona, but um, yeah, I, I think it's the discipline where I can prove the most, improve the most. And your your uh, overall strength as a triathlete, is it mentally or is it? Um, before Kona, I wouldn't have said that, but um, yeah, definitely uh, mental was, was my biggest strength probably in, in that race and uh, of course the running yeah um, so what's your goal for for this year in Kona you, you of course you, you plan to come back this year yeah yeah I, I definitely um, want to be there and it's a lot easier for me to qualify this year because you uh, got you got points from right. from the that sixth place right so I don't have to do that many races I can go there and um, just do a really good build-up for, for that race. And 
I definitely want to do better than last year, of course. I mean, wanna, my dream is to uh, sneak into the top five. But I, I um, definitely know that it will not be easier. Like last year, nobody cared about me and I could do what I want. No media attention, nothing. Nobody expected anything from me because it was my first race. That will definitely be different this year. But um, yeah, I'd like to face the challenge. Uh, how do you work when when things don't go so well in a competition? When you have uh, when you when you confront failures and, and mishaps, how do you how do you uh, react to that? Yeah, I try to be really uh, patient and um, think about positive things or how I handled other situations in in training when when it didn't go well and. Yeah, just try to stay positive all the time. And yeah, by that way, try to get out of that situation. Do you have any other, like, because I'm, I'm guessing that Kona was, was a big emotional race for, you, yeah. race for you. Do you have any other, like, big emotional racing experiences? Yeah, of course, my first race in Roth. Like, I was a nobody and... Um, You, you you had no sponsors in Roth. Well, I was in that youngster team of, oh, okay, okay, of Erdinger, okay, okay, okay. Hmm. but uh, in that year I bought my first time trial bike by myself, so I didn't have a bike sponsor then. And yeah, I, before the start I wasn't even sure if I can manage the whole distance, so I just got into that race and tried to enjoy as long as I could. and. Swimming went well, uh, biking went really well, and <laughs> I was so happy uh, running that marathon. And then um, I think I got off the bike in fifth place, and then um, I could run up two, two other girls, and then I was on the podium, and I, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And then on the, I think on the last 10K, I could catch the runner-up race, and... <laughs> crossing the line I, I was totally done and but yeah <laughs> the crowds and, and you know, I don't know if you have ever been there no. but the crowds are just amazing and yeah, um, as, a, as a young German yeah. athlete there is the people are shouting your names and even like the age group athletes who are suffering themselves they're they're shouting at you and yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely definitely uh Race. How many times per season do you have, like in in training and in competition, do you have days that when everything falls into place, and everything like mentally, physically, everything is like perfect? How many times? I don't know. It there are there are parts in your training that. Where, where you have a week or two weeks that go really well. Like the last two weeks here, I had a really, really good training block. But um, then there are two or three weeks where you get probably sick or you're just tired and it doesn't work that well. I, I, don't, I can't tell any numbers. Um, do you have any dream races apart from Kuna? Yeah, there are lots of races that I love to do. Like um, there's a race in um, in the U.S. It's like a, a hippie race on the West Coast. It's <laughs> I don't know the name right now. Hmm. Really, really old race. Um, it's not Wildflower. It's what? Yeah, of course, it's Wildflower. Yeah, I definitely love to do that. Um, it's a really old and honest race. Yeah. Well, not. Uh, Like I said, I'm not a I'm not a triathlete myself, but I'm starting to learn the market, and there's quite a few uh, type of those races yeah. left because it's all challenge and it's all Ironman now. Yeah. Um, do you think that's sad? Do you miss Do you miss more like original races? Yeah, as I'm quite young in the sports, I just know it the way it is right now, so I can't really tell you. But uh, definitely another race that I'd love to do is um, the the race in Switzerland, the um, Inferno Triathlon. Okay. Do you know that one? No, never heard of it. Um, it's a, I think it's a three-way swim. Then it's 
about 100 or 120 um, road bike, then it's um, 50k, 40k uh, mountain bike, and then it's um, it's um, 20k running up a hill to the Schildhorn, <laughs> and that is the landscape is just spectacular. My husband did it, and I was there as a spectator and as a supporter, and yeah. Do you do a lot of mountain biking? In winter. Mm -hmm. But as I said, I'm not a technical <laughs> uh, biker, so yeah, it's not that easy. But I really love to be to do it because you're closer to nature. You can ride directly in the forest. or. Do, do you feel um, that it adds to your energy if you, uh, if you compete or if you train in, in, in beautiful surroundings? Are the surroundings important for you? Sometimes, definitely, yeah. Like oh, we we uh, did a swim this morning, and then the sun got up, and it was just beautiful. And even though I was really tired, that motivated me to to keep on and to finish the set. Yeah. Do you do a lot of open water swimming here at uh, Playtas? No, not that much so far. I definitely need to work on that because. <laughs> is it is it because of the temperature here, or is ah, it because no. of the program? It's okay um, if you use a wetsuit to swim in that water. No, I just. I don't know. My coach just said to do <laughs> back uh, to the pool. Back to the pool. Go to the pool, yeah. <laughs> but probably when I come back, I don't know yet. Um, do you know on what part of the curve your potential is at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that I can that I can get even better than I'm right now. I, I don't think that I'm at the top because um, I'm only in the sport for six years now. And um, the first years I, I worked full time, so I didn't do a lot of training. Um, so I hope that I can still improve in all three disciplines. And um, I changed my coach after Kona to step up to a higher level. And so far it works out pretty good. And I'm really excited to see what what the races will be this year. Is it important to to sometimes change programs, sometimes change coaches? Yeah. Even though the synergy could be fine. Yeah. But is is it important still to get to get some to, to get new input? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the key um things that you need to do. If you if you keep doing the same you will not improve. So yeah, it was a really hard decision because I worked from, with my old coach from the beginning on. But um, yeah, to to continue and to to improve, I think that's that's one thing that you sometimes need to do. <clears throat> How often do you need um, to get rewards in order to keep up your motivation to do all the training? Right now. Um, I'm thinking quite a lot of my my race in Kona. When I the feelings that I uh, when I crossed the line there that was I think my biggest reward so so far, and nobody can give you that that feeling. So um, right now I just need to think about that and that keeps me pushing and I don't. But you don't have a problem with such a because it, 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 like. A year's time, it's kind of yeah. a long-term goal. Uh, that's not a pro problem for you, that's enough for you. Uh, not at the moment. I, I think because like in the last half year after Kona, I really benefited a lot from that race. And <laughs> I'm, I, I think it will be interesting to see how long that um, will, will keep up or if there will be some point for example, in May or in June, where where I'm really sick of training and I need new motivation, but yeah, so far everything went really well. So if you if you see that everything is going better than expected, it keeps you it just keeps you going, and I try to keep that feeling as long as as possible. Um, I don't know what what your specialty was during, uh, like for instance, with your PhD. But did has any of your education helped you when it comes to nutrition and and uh, physiology and and uh, um, like how your body works and how your energy works? 
Um, yeah, I think I def it definitely helped me with the nutrition things. And um, the other part um, is um, when it comes to, like when, when you get, get sick or I really know what I can take without having trouble in a doping control or something like that. So I, um, I really have a lot of background knowledge um, yeah, in parts of uh, nutrient supplements and that stuff. What are the worst things with your job? The worst things? Um, I didn't see my husband for two weeks now, so I mean, two weeks is okay, but um, that's... The traveling. Yeah, well, traveling itself is not bad. It's, it's a, I think it's a big benefit that we have, that we can travel and see a lot of great places in, in the world and just uh, enjoy the great uh, nature there. But family time is definitely short yeah that's probably the worst thing um as a, as a full-time professional athlete is it difficult to uh, is it difficult to relax when you have a day off is it difficult to allow yourself to relax are you aren't you ever scared like thinking about thinking about your competition that they are not resting today they are not working and so on um for, for myself it's really easy i love rest days because like I try to to work really hard on on my on my work days, and then I know that it's important to rest. And I think that's that's also one of the main um, problems that age group athletes have that they don't allow them to rest and to take the time off. So um, I don't think that uh, most professionals train really, really much more than um, the, the good uh, age group athletes, but we have more time or we allow our bodies more time to rest and that's why we, we are stronger. And you don't have to combine it with like a 40-hour uh, work week and so on, you can no. just focus on. Um, out of curiosity, um, during, the, during a training program, for instance, during like a half year's time or one year's time, how long is the longest resting period you had? Um, for example, when I go home now, then I will do an easy week, which does not mean that I'm doing nothing, but just really easy sessions. And like rolling on the bike, and yeah, like really yeah. floating. And doing okay. a short run, doing an easy swim. So, yeah, a week. After like an Ironman race, I do one and a half or two. It depends just how your body is, is recovering. And yeah. Um, do you think it is important for someone in your position to to work on your image, like to work on your brand? Of course, I think it gets important more and more because, I mean, we can only uh, live as a professional when we have partners and sponsors and it's not really easy to find, find any. So um, image is definitely... Yeah. Is it something you enjoy that part? Is it is it fun or is it just neutral or do you dislike it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, at the beginning I, uh, it was not that easy for me, but um, you get used to it. And now there there's parts that I really like and that I love to do. I think it's just just part of the job. Like in every job, you have to do things that you probably like more or less and yeah, it's Do you have a lot okay. of contact with the like fans or followers? Um, yeah. I don't know what is a lot, but <laughs> um, it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. When when we're here, there are like um, a lot of camps here from uh, um, for uh, age group for German age group athletes, mm -hmm. and um, I try to get into into touch with them and if they have questions um, I'm not shy to answer them whenever I have time I think that's important also um, before the big races in, in, in Germany I try to, to get in contact with them yeah. like you already said you are part of uh, a team uh, adding alcohol fry and it's um, I don't know but it's not 
it's not very common with with teams like that in the triathlon world. Um, what does that give you? What does it mean for you? Oh, it gives me quite a lot. Um, as I said before, I I started as as a member of the youngster team, and from from that beginning on. Um, Uh, also the professionals they were not they just included me in their team and it is a real team and everybody tries to help each other and yeah when we're here we're trying to do like every th session together and um that really pushes you and makes training much easier and during the season um we uh, we see each other at the races and Sometimes with parts of the team we meet for another training week or two and yeah, we've got, I, I would say we've got a real team spirit. Mm, what can you, what can you tell about the, about the team? How, how big is it? How old is it? What's the story behind it? So I think it started years ago, I don't know in which year, with uh, Lothar and Nicole Leder, were uh, two really... Uh, good uh, German athletes probably I think one of the first uh, good long distance athlete and um, then from time to time there was another one joining the team and until now we are quite big we are, I think we are 12, 12 professionals right now and the youngster team is has got six members I think so yeah it's, it's Do, do you share? Do you have common resources like trainers and nutritionists and so on, or do you do you have everything? You have your own trainer, and uh, it's full focus on you. Or? Um, we we don't have a, a team trainer, but <laughs> um, some of our team have got the same coach. Um, some have the same nutritionist. Yeah, um, like for example, the nutritionist. I uh, started working with with the. Um, with a lady and I really liked her uh, way doing it and so I recommended a, her to a teammate and that <laughs> continued on and yeah that's that's like that with with a lot of stuff but it's not all the same I mean you you can have separate sponsors yeah as of well. course yeah mm -hmm. yeah we can we can choose our bike sponsor we can choose our running shoe sponsor we are not it's just um, the team but otherwise we can choose individually. Um, what does your downtime look like? What does your, how do you spend your time when you're, when you're not training or competing? Like my spare time? Uh, it depends. <laughs> when I'm really tired from training, I'd like to, <laughs> to sleep quite a lot. Um, otherwise, um, right at the moment, I try to learn Spanish. That was a long, long-term uh, dream that I wanted to. It's a good do. place to do it. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but <laughs> um, I love reading books. I'd like to. I really love to uh, cook. Yeah, that's. If I have a lot of time, I'd like to go uh, traveling, see see great places. That's do you do you try to choose competitions so it will fit your travel plans? Like, oh, I always wanted to go to Australia, or I always wanted to go to South America. Or Well, I think it's the other way around right at the moment, especially last year when I had to do a lot of races to qualify for Kona. I just um, picked the races that fit best into my schedule, but we try to um, to um, take some extra time after the race to, to see some places. For example, I did uh, a race in Arizona in at the end of 2013, And then we did a tour to the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. and did some hiking there. And was it nice? Yeah, it was. It was even though it was uh, snowing. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was in, in at the end of November, mm -hmm. so it got really cold there. But yeah, it, it was beautiful time. What gives you inspiration? Where do you get your inspiration from? For triathlon. Yeah, to keep on going. I think it's as I said before, like when you there are moments when you cross that line that where everything comes off and you really get um, addicted kind of and you really want to, to have these moments again and I think that's yeah that's that what I mean I definitely love to 
um, to compare myself to other and to race the best of the world, for sure. But I think it's, yeah, these moments definitely want to come again. Um, what's your, what will your year look like? What, what kind of goals do you have this year except for Kuna? Like when it comes to races, for instance. Yeah. Um, I definitely like to do some half distance races to, to warm up. And then I will do um, a, a big long distance race in, in Germany um, where I like to be at the podium. And then from, from the end of July, I will fully focus on, on Kona. That's basically it. It's not, <laughs> it's not really exciting, but yeah. I think it's ex exciting enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, at what stage are you now in your life? I definitely love the life that I have right now, and I'm really, really happy with that. I I don't miss miss anything, um, and as long as it's like that, I'd like to continue doing it. And as long as I'm competitive in my sport, I I definitely later on I wanna wanted to have a family, to have kids. But yeah, right now I'm I'm pretty happy with everything the way it is. Sounds like you. Are living a good life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm I'm happy. I think anyone else would say, "How can she do that? How can she run like 20k a day?" And that's it. But yeah, I, for me, right at the moment, is that's what I I love to do. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, oh. and best of luck for you to Ironman. Thanks a lot, <laughs> and thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to no. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.